Hello, everyone, and welcome to Once Upon a Weirdo, the story podcast where we explore the fun, interesting, and weird characters often overlooked in fairy tales and folklore. My name is Janine Sobek-Knighton, and I am your head storyteller and weirdo. One of the things that makes me a weirdo is that I often feel like I see things differently than other people. It's one of the reasons why I love stories so much, because as a kid, I often felt like my friends didn't get me. So I turned to characters who also felt left out or misunderstood or, well, weird. Which is why I'm excited this week to dig into the classic tale, The Emperor's New Clothes, by Hans Christian Andersen. If you're not familiar with the story, there is a vain emperor who cares a lot about clothes. A lot. There is a link in the show notes to a copy of the original story if you want to read the whole thing. But the basic idea is that there are these two tricksters who come to town and convince him to pay a ridiculous amount of money to make a whole new wardrobe. They claim that the clothes are magical and that only people who are fit for their stations in life can see them. The emperor is, of course, delighted and orders them to begin immediately. Except it's not true. And the trickster spent a lot of time pretending to design and measure and create clothes when, in reality, they were preparing, well, nothing. But no one says anything, because no one wants to admit they can't see them. And so things move forward, and the emperor decides to have a procession through the town, which he does, completely naked. And again, no one says anything. No one, except for one girl. I am fascinated by this girl, the one who saw things differently, the one who wasn't afraid to admit it. And so, for today's story, we're going to see things from her perspective. Let's hear this weirdo story. Once upon a time, there was a weirdo named Vera. Vera loved her life and her family, and she particularly loved to weave cloth into pieces of clothing, but not just any clothing. You see, Vera had a gift. She could look at someone and see the true state of their soul. She could not then but help and weave an item that reflected their inner emotions. For many of Vera's neighbors, this gift was frustrating. They would come seeking a specific item or color or pattern, and yet Vera would give them whatever she claimed to see, and it didn't always make the wearer feel their best. Vera's mother and father despaired, They needed to have more customers to keep their family shop open, but more and more sought out the weavers continuously passing through town. For there were many weavers passing through town. Vera and her family lived in the capital city, where the emperor himself resided. This emperor was known throughout the land for his fondness of fine clothing, to the point that many feared he spent more time and money on his wardrobe than on his people. One day, after once again sending home a customer with an unwanted item, for truly this madame held such jealousy in her heart, Vera heard a noise from the back of the house. As she got closer, she realized it was her mother weeping in her father's arms. We will lose our house, our home. However will we survive? Vera backed away, heartbroken that she was the cause of such distress for her beloved parents. She made up her mind to solve the problem. Grabbing her cloak, she marched out of her house, through the village, and up to the gate of the palace. When the guard stopped her, she proudly proclaimed her talent for weaving clothing that depicts the heart of the wearer, something the emperor surely would desire. Knowing his taste for the unusual, 
the guards delivered Vera to the emperor's royal adviser, she who made all decisions over the emperor's daily activities. Once again, Vera introduced herself and her talent. The royal adviser stared at Vera curiously. And just what would you make for me? she asked. Vera looked deep into her eyes as the adviser shifted uncomfortably in her seat. Then Vera grabbed a paper and sketched a piece of clothing that made the adviser stand up in rage. You insolent girl! You will never clothe the emperor or any in his household! Be gone before I have the guards throw you in a cell for your deceitful tricks! Vera ran, weeping, back to the woods near her home. How could she face her family after such a devastating blow? As the sun set and the winter chill surrounded her, Vera reluctantly returned to her house. Her parents sat inside, a piece of paper on the table between them. They looked up with dread as Vera came inside, though no words escaped their lips. Vera walked over to the table, dread in every footstep. On the paper was a royal proclamation, one forbidding Vera and her family to ever step foot in the emperor's palace again. The next few weeks passed in a haze. As word spread, fewer and fewer customers came to her family's shop. The faces of her parents grew longer and longer. Unable to stand the shame, Vera packed up all her weaving supplies and prayed for a miracle. One morning, overwhelmed by Vera's tears of humiliation, her mother forced her to leave the house and go to the market. Wary of the curious stares and unkind comments, Vera drew her cloak around her head and kept her eyes firmly on the ground, determined to get out as quickly as possible. With her hands picking some large potatoes for supper, Vera couldn't help but overhear two matrons gossiping over their shopping. They say they've been holed up all week. Where are these weavers from? Up north somewhere. Rumor is the clothes are so wonderful, he's given them the title of the Imperial Court Weavers. One of the matrons leaned in close. Apparently, only those who are fit for the office they hold can actually see the clothes. The other gasped. Really? Yes, and I heard the emperor is going to have a parade to show off his new ensemble. More likely to ferret out anyone unworthy. The matrons shifted their baskets uneasily. But of course, you'll be able to see the beautiful clothes in all their richness. As will you, naturally. Vera backed away, her heart beating madly. The emperor had chosen weavers with magical powers, just like her. Maybe, just maybe, if she could get an audience with him and tell him of her own abilities, she would be able to lift the ban and save her family. Anxious to return home, she almost didn't notice the crowd forming at the end of the market until a paper was thrust into her hand. Hear ye, hear ye. The emperor commands all to attend the procession of his new clothes. Gather around the streets on Saturday morn. Prepare to be amazed at the wondrous sights you will behold. Vera clutched the paper as she ran back home. Saturday, just two days hence. Enough time to create a plan to show the emperor her worth as a weaver and to end her family's sufferings. For the next two days, Vera weaved all day and night. She created a cloak that celebrated her love of her family and her dedication to her craft. 
On Saturday, she rose before the sun, eager to get a spot where the emperor would see her beautiful creation and potentially change her life forever. It seemed like ages before the morning light broke and sleepy villagers joined her on the processional path. Her parents stood near her, heads held high as their neighbors whispered around them about the ban. As they waited and waited for the sound of the emperor's approach. Then the trumpet sounded. Fiera stood on her tiptoes, eager to catch a glimpse of these magnificent clothes. First, the master of ceremonies appeared, his head held high. Following him was a rich canopy held up by four strong men. Underneath walked the emperor, with two chamberlains following behind, each holding up his hands to carry the train. The air filled with cries of astonishment. How incomparable are the emperor's new clothes! What a train he has to his mantle! How it fits him! Vera's expectant face faltered as the emperor finally came into view. Her cheeks reddened with embarrassment as she realized he was completely naked. Without thinking, her voice cried out, But he has nothing on! Everyone around her froze. Her father and mother gasped. And Vera was horrified. What had she done? She feared the guards would grab her and her parents. Then suddenly Vera heard the voice of her father. Just hear what that innocent says. And like a waterfall, the river of words, but he has nothing on, flowed through the streets. The emperor looked straight at her, sniffed, and with his head held even higher than before, proceeded with his procession but not before Vera saw his skin blue with cold and red from embarrassment. Vera stared down the road long after the emperor faded from view. Her heart sank as she realized not only had she not convinced the emperor to give her family another chance, but she had most certainly cemented the ban. Her family shop would close, and it would be all her fault. Suddenly. Two arms wrapped around her waist. She looked up to see her father and mother surrounding her, pulling her into a deep, loving hug. We are so proud of you, her mother said. But what about... Vera protested, but her father squeezed her tight. It doesn't matter. But all that matters is that you never, ever lose your courage to speak the truth. A small glow of warmth settled in Vera's chest. With a small nod, she leaned into her parents for a hug, and they all walked home, arms linked together. As they approached their cottage, Vera was alarmed to see a group of people waiting at the door. They've come to evict us, she cried. Her parents hushed her, though she could see their hands trembling, and they pulled her in tight as her mother replied, We will face whatever is put before us. The crowd was silent as they approached. Then, one of the matrons stepped forward, clearing her throat. Vera, we were wondering, that is... The other matron stepped in front. Oh, stuff and nonsense! That was the bravest thing we have ever seen! And your cloak reflects your goodness and honesty. We would all like to place an order for some new clothes. Vera's face broke out into a smile. Of course! Won't you come in? Laughter and chatter broke out as they all entered the weaver's door. I hope you enjoyed today's story and that it made you feel a little less alone. 
Of course, this is just one possible interpretation. I encourage you, if you have your own ideas for this story or any of the characters in it, to find a way to explore it, whether writing or in song or in dance or a picture. I'd love for you to share it on your social media with hashtag onceuponaweirdo. There are a lot of good stories coming up, so make sure you subscribe. And if you want to support this podcast, I'd love it if you left a review or shared it with someone you think might enjoy it. Until our next story, stay weird, my friends.